A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Happy Haley. Saturday. Happy Saturday. Cheers, Dan. Yeah, I, I have a cup of my hands, Haley but... with my coffee. She's got nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Nothing. Anyway, we've got all kinds of stuff planned this week. I want to start with a funny story. I think it's funny because it happened to you. But before right. I do that, last week we made great big promises all week long yeah. about giving away two gallons of paint, any Benjamin Moore or Repcolite paint, to two different whis- listeners. Two different listeners. <laughs> yeah. Two different listeners. And then there were technical difficulties, and yes. that segment never played. Not our fault. Right. But we've got it fixed, and this week we're going to give that pain away. So that's coming up at the end of the show. You're going to want to tune into that. Highly anticipated now. Highly anticipated now. We'll talk about fences. What else do we got in the show today? Mosquitoes. We're going to talk about how to deal with those in kind of a natural way. A review of some power tools that we really, well, I guess I shouldn't give it away yet. No, don't tell everybody how we felt about them, but they're battery-powered Lawn equipment. Yeah. And we tested it out, and we're going to give you a review yep. and a suggestion whether you should buy or not. But right now, before we get to Benjamin Moore's color portfolio app, which is something we talked about in the past, but we found something new in it that I didn't know was there, and it's super fun. It's really cool. Really fun. You're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Before we get to that, Haley, I think this is hilarious. You came in the other day, and I'm sure this has happened to a lot of us. Well, actually, it probably hasn't, yeah, because we're know. probably better people than you. I think you. so. But we've all wondered about being in this situation. You're going and you're, you're getting coffee. Yep. And well, in the drive-through. Run with it. And I see the person in front of me paying, trying to pay for their for coffee. For their order. Yes. And the person in the window is pointing to the car that just left. Oh. She says something, and then... Somebody, the hand goes back in the window. There's no transaction. Uh, so I'm like, okay, paid for their food. someone paid for their food. Are they going to pay for mine? And then am I going to have to pay for the person's behind me? That's when you started sweating. You said you're looking in your mirror and it's a truck, a nice vehicle yes, with uh, a bunch of people in it. Yeah. And I, I only went there to get a bagel. Because <laughs> you wanted $2. to save the money, right? You have $2 <laughs> that you're planning on spending. I had a budget and... I'd always wondered what I would do in that situation. I always assumed that, of course, I am going to pay for the next person's. Let's yep. see how long this chain can go. I broke uh, it. I broke the chain. Now broke you it. know when you're in that situation. And I felt awful the entire day. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I suggested you go back and start a new chain. Well, in fact, you did go back. I did go back. And, and you, anticip- or you, you considered a similar situation. starting a new chain. It was a minivan full and of people. It was a minivan full of people, so you decided against it. So if humanity is ever in need... We know where not to look for help. Yeah, don't come here. It's not coming from <laughs> Haley. All right, let's talk about that color portfolio app in the last couple minutes that we've gotten this segment. And the big thing is we've talked about it before. It's called the Benjamin Moore Color Portfolio. Yep. And you can go online. You can find it at the App Store. You can find it Google on Google Play. Play, whatever format you've got. And we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's got all kinds of cool stuff. Take pictures of your room. Plug put in the colors, colors. on the wall. Look yeah. at all the Benjamin Moore fan decks virtually. A lot of cool stuff. But then you showed me this new thing it does. It's our favorite. It's my favorite, at least. I guess I shouldn't speak for you. It's my favorite, too. It's really cool because you can take the inspiration that we've been talking about. You know, you've been taking pictures around town. You're finding the colors you're thinking about. And what this does is it takes that picture, analyzes it, 
and takes all of the dominant colors out and gives you the closest bedroom more colors. A whole palette of colors. Yeah, it creates a palette for you. And then let's say you like one of the colors out of the palette. Select that color. Now it's going to give you other colors like it. It was so much fun. I was walking around taking pictures of everything I could find. <laughs> you know, all kinds of it's flowers. It's like a game. Well, it is like a game. So all the kinds of flowers. And then I was seeing all these different tones that I didn't really notice when I looked at them that were hidden in the image. That's what I really like about this is that maybe you're focused on one color in the picture. That's why you took it. But when this app gives you an entire palette that it's pulling out of that picture, you're seeing the colors that maybe you ignored before and realizing how much they supported the color that you really like to begin with. It is so cool. You can save those colors, then you can come and check them out. You never want to make a paint selection based on colors you're looking at on a screen, whether it's a computer monitor or your phone. And it's not going to be an exact match. If you're looking for an exact color match, please come into the stores. We want to help you with that. This is a great starting place, though. It is so much fun. It, 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 download the app. And you'll be wandering around the yard today or wherever you're going, snapping pictures, and you'll find all these great color schemes that you never knew were there, and it might get you jump-started on that next project. Exactly. Now, all right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking about those power tools, battery-powered power tools for your yard, and we're going to tell you if they're worth it or not, if it's something you might want to use or something you need to avoid. You're going to want them. That's all coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, this topic, I, I, it's got to be one of my favorite topics to research of all the topics we've ever done. Because, well, here's the deal. You know what it is, but I got to let everybody else in on it. Mm-hmm. I bought, probably through two months ago or so. Yeah. Some battery-powered lawn equipment. The The brand is Ego, right? Yeah, Ego. There is a special deal a that you special saw. deal? Yes. I got all excited. A special deal. I could get a string trimmer and a blower for, I forget what it was, $249 or something like that. And it came with batteries. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. It came with the batteries, and it was a brand that I had researched and that had good reviews. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? I've got a hodgepodge of stuff in the garage. I've got gas-powered this and electric this and some battery stuff. And the batteries were long shot. You know, basically I can get about 10 minutes out of those (laughs) batteries anymore. And I thought, it's time. And here's a great deal. So I got all excited. I got all dressed up for my trip. I really did. (laughs) And what's a big time? I'm spending some money. It's me on the town. Fair enough. And I get out there and they don't have it. And so I didn't want to wait. the disappointment. Yes. You know how I am with waiting. Yeah. I get petulant. It's probably the right (laughs) word. And so what I did is, you know what? I'm all dressed up. I've got the money. I'm going to just buy the component parts. So I bought a string trimmer and I bought a hedge trimmer. I was going to get the blower, but that was not there at the time. So I went with the hedge trimmer because I have problems with hedge trimmers. And we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Anyway, I bought these things, got them home. A couple weeks later, I had to get the maple spinners, the little whirly birds. Helicopters. The helicopters. Get them off my roof and out of my gutters. Yeah, so they don't turn into trees. So normally they do. But I wanted to get them ahead of time because they're way tougher to uproot when they're literal trees. Yeah, in your that gutters. makes sense. Don't wait for that. <laughs> so I'm going to get up there on a Saturday with my electric leaf blower. I'm trying to find my cord. And then I'm remembering all of my struggles with my electric leaf blower on my roof. 
I'm trying to get a the little cord bit up there, getting clumsy. hit in the face with it. Yes, it's not fun. <laughs> I trip over it. I couldn't even find the cord. I think God was trying to yeah, just steer me just in another direction. Don't do that today. It's and I'm gonna be deadly. Right. So I'm looking <laughs> in the garage, trying to think, and I see my other ego equipment, and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go buy the blower, and I'll have the full set of stuff. So I did bought that stuff, and I pretty much really. Re- well, I'm not gonna tell you if I liked it or not. Did I tip it too well, much no, there? I, Nobody uh, knows. Yeah. I might might say that I hate it. I might say that I like it. It's still a mystery. I haven't tipped that hand. <laughs> but I said to Haley, let's review it on the show. And you came up with this absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What it's was not it? often that you get to call my ideas brilliant. Well, but this one specifically benefited you. <laughs> That's so. what made it so smart. She <laughs> says, well, let's do that. But can I come to your house and actually use them on your yard? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Come do some free yard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I saved up some yard work for you. You came out. We went through it. And we're going to review our findings and make a recommendation one way or the other at the end of this. But first, Ego. Just tell them a little bit about the company and the tools themselves. Yeah. This brand was established in 1993. And they offer a full suite of yard tools, blowers, string trimmers, hedge trimmers, chainsaws even, and lawnmowers. Lawn which mowers. Surprisingly, they've got even riding lawnmowers, which is Yeah, they've got the push mower, which I knew about. But yeah, when we're cruising around their website, we found a riding lawnmower. And that's that. we should have dug a little further into that. I, all of the other tools, the push mower, all the way down to all the other things Haley mentioned, all use a 56-volt battery pack that's interchangeable. Yeah, it's like a whole system that they've set up So for I'm you. assuming that the rider does the same thing, because it would kind of be outside of their system. If it didn't, it just may take Multiple. several of them. Yeah, that would make sense. Not sure about the rider. That's not really what we're talking about anyway. So they've got all those tools. They've got that great 56-volt battery pack. Lasts a long time. They price out in the mid to higher range. But, well, I'm not going to tell you if it's worth it or not. But You'll it have, seems like the technology, the technology has gotten better, I think. Right. And that was the thing that. with battery-powered stuff. I never wanted it because it never really performed the way you think it's going to. Well, and they just don't last that long or they don't have the power of other things. And that's where I think this brand will surprise people, I guess. I hope so. Because the thing I am concerned about is that as time goes by, you know, if the batteries die, they are expensive to replace. You know, that part... We can't address yet. I haven't right, had them yeah. long enough. But what I've had, I really like. There, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Let's talk about them specifically. The string trimmer. Let's start with that. It looks like a gas-powered string trimmer. Yeah, I was a little disappointed by that, I guess. Because I, I don't know. I pictured something that was shorter and that maybe would have felt more ergonomic in my hands. <laughs> yeah, Haley's using it, and that's her first thing. It just feels awkward. And it, it, it did feel awkward to me, too. And because I'm used to using the like an old Black and Decker battery powered or electric string trimmer, right. and they've got a pistol grip, they're shorter, really super lightweight, it's just easy, easy to, to move use. around. Right, the gas powered weed whip that I have, string trimmer, I didn't like the feel of it. It's longer, it's heavier, and this thing feels very much similar to that. Yeah. So I've assumed that you put it down and said, "Well, you and I are too short for this thing." <laughs> That's basically what you said. Yeah. Yeah, you you're said not far normal off. people might be fine. Normal I didn't say height, normal. normal height, right? I said taller people might like this just fine. Okay, that is probably what you said. But I for hear me, it... it was just not ergonomic. Well, and I guess. you made sure you lumped me in with that. You made sure I was aware <laughs> that that was maybe too much tool for me. 
But I do think that we could have moved the handle, though. We could move the handle. But here's my thing. That is exactly how I felt when I first tried it. Yeah. But I got used to it. And I think my thing, it was less about the height, you know, or my height <laughs> or my ability to handle this. It was more just about I'm not used to handling that format of a tool. I'm used to the pistol yes. grip on the other thing. I never liked the gas whip for the same reason. So I got used to it, figured out a way to work with it. And it's great. Power wise, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. I mean, it cuts through everything really easily. Super quiet. Yeah. That's it doesn't thing. run the whole time, too, right. as soon as you release the trigger. My now dad, when, right, when he would get the, the gas-powered weed whip going, he'd walk around the yard, and he's constantly revving the engine to keep it going. All of that pain in the neck stuff. This, you release the triggers, and of course, it's dead silent. It's off. Right. Waiting for you to start it up again. Starts up instantly. There's none of the... Priming. Oh, my goodness. All the work that goes into making my gas-powered weed whip work. Or anything. Gas powered. Well, yeah. I can only speak to mine, but yes, I, I'm assuming that's that's true for most of them. They were a pain to start. This starts instantly, goes through everything. I I was able to go around the yard, I think five or six times. I have a medium sized yard, a fair amount of yard work to do. Yeah. I mean it's a really good sized yard. It's, it's a like good size yard. It's medium to large, yeah, I would say. See? And and when little people stand on it, it looks even bigger, right? <laughs> <laughs> So it went around there. The battery lasted for that. The ergonomic part of it was the only downside to that particular. And I think you'd get used to it. And I, I mean, think... you have. I think I would get used to it over time. And it's still better than having a hot engine right under my arm. Right, right. a gas-powered one. That's the other side of it. And there's no cord that you're hauling. Of course, that makes it really good. So thumbs up on the string trimmer. Let's get to the hedge trimmer. Hedge trimmer, I really enjoyed. I never used a hedge trimmer before, so I guess I don't have a lot to compare it next to. But I had always wanted to know <laughs> if I would be good with a hedge trimmer because I'm a sculptor. Yeah. I want to be able to sculpt beautiful hedges. I, and you definitely <laughs> took your time. I was a little stunned because I gave you the thing, and then you look at a bush, and I said, go ahead. That, that bush there is just fine. You walked away. And I come back and you're still analyzing the bush, <laughs> trying to figure out what you're going to... I think just round it off. You don't need to make something out of it. Well, now it looks like Napoleon. So I appreciate you're that. You're welcome. Yeah. But it worked well, No, right? it worked really well. The reach was really good. I felt like I had a lot of control with it. And it was a longer blade than the other one that you had in Right. The I had a, a little electric one that I've used for ages back. And this new one has about four inches more reach. The spacing in the blades, they've got an inch depth, okay, so I can so cut bigger, tooth. bigger things, right? That part works well. My biggest thing, of course, I mean, it's stupid to say, but it's battery powered. There's no cord. I can't tell you, and I'm afraid <laughs> to even admit it on air because everybody thinks that I'm a moron. <laughs> but I, well, and yes, the last cord that I sliced with my electric hedge trimmer yeah. was a green cord. I don't know why I bought that. That well, was dumb. Orange would have stood out more yeah. in the pine trees. But I did have a green cord, and I sliced through it every single year. And then year. you keep them and confuse them with yes, good ones. Yes, that's, that's another problem. <laughs> but it has always been a pain, and yet this I don't have any of that worry. The safety no. issue is completely gone in that regard. And we tried it out on the bushes, and then we took it to the spruce trees, and it cut through that like no problem. Oh, my gosh, no like problem. butter. Right. It was so easy. The blades are configured in such a way that they're easy to resharpen with just a file. So it's something that definitely you can work with for years and years. And the power is there. And the length of time that you can keep that battery going is definitely, from my point of view, I've been able to go around the yard a couple times. 
easily without having to worry about recharging it. So the blower, the last thing that I've got, the big thing that I used that for was the roof. <laughs> and that's where it really helped me. Yes. But what did you think of the blower? I really liked it. I was surprised at how light it was, how quiet it was. Because, I mean, that's the thing about blowers. You always know when a neighbor's outside blowing. Because mm-hmm. it's so loud. So and it's loud. constant, right? Yes. Because it's not turning on and off. It's just on. This was nice because as soon as I release the trigger, it's quiet again. Yeah, I mean, we, we got out the electric one just so you could try it on the back mm-hmm. deck and on the patio back there. And right off the bat, I had to find the, the cord. Yep. Then I had to untangle the cord. Yeah, then I that got caught on bit. the chair. You got caught on the chair. All these things jumped out at us as something that never happened with the other one. And of course they didn't happen. You know, right. I mean, that's not rocket science. There was no cord there to snag. But the thing that really jumped out at me in watching the whole process happen is realizing how little I did any of the blowing or any of those things when I had to get cords out, when I had to fight with the gas mixtures. Mm-hmm. Or starting even, it or even. Or starting the gas powered tools. All of that was such a pain. I have used these so much more. And then cleaning up again, right? You've got to wind the cord back up. Well, that was funny too because we were both using them. The, the battery powered Ego blower was just as strong, mm-hmm. if not stronger, oh, more yeah, powerful. Oh yeah, I think it was stronger, quieter, lighter. Right. So you were using that one. I'm using the electric one. We get done and like what, five minutes later, I've got the cord wound up. I've got the, and you, yeah, were, you were ready around. to go. Yeah, <laughs> Super easy. And again, with the blower, back to the roof thing. So, so simple. No no cords to drape around, nothing to trip over, nothing that's dragging over my shingles. Yeah. That's not good. All of this really, really brilliant stuff. Ego, I think overall, everybody kind of gets the idea. Well, there's four of us. I mean, there's two of us. We have four thumbs. Okay. Right? Four thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <thumbs> up. <laughs> I like to go big. Go big or go home. Maybe it's 12 thumbs up. Anyway, it's a little bit pricier. But it's going to be worth it. And it's Father's Day coming up next weekend. This might be something for dad. True. Anyway, you liked it, though. I did. I really liked it. Ego, we'll put some links in the show notes. We have no affiliation with them. This is just something that I've been personally using. And at this point, I really like it. If I find as time goes by that it doesn't live up to the hype that Mm -hmm. we just hyped, (laughs) I'll come and clarify. But right now, really, really good stuff. Now, all right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about mosquitoes. And if you want to get rid of them from your yard, all you need to do is plant a whole bunch of mint, right? Well, that's what we're going to be busting a little right. bit. Right. There's a lot of stuff out there on the internet. Not all of it's accurate. We're going to kind of help you if you've got a mosquito problem in natural ways, right? Yeah. Easy things you can do. That's all coming up just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, before we jump into your topic about mosquitoes and stuff like that, <laughs> I want to clean up a few things from the last segment. Yes. There, you there were was... really worried that people were going to get the wrong idea. Well, I don't want to give out half information yeah. or not complete information, and it's impossible. Right. To give out complete information. But we talked about those Ego battery-powered lawn tools. Yes. And loved them, all of those things. I do want to clarify a couple things. My yard, I guess we would say, is big in terms of city standards. Yes. 
Definitely. Right? But it's not big in terms of country standards. Yeah, you don't have acreage. <laughs> right. And it works for my yard. And it will greatly work for a small to a medium yard. Yeah. But if you get to acreage, of course, battery powered is probably not the way you're going to want to go. If you've got yeah. a lot of yard if on the acreage. If you get complicated. You might need maintain. a lot of backup batteries. Right. So we're not <laughs> saying that. And I'm pretty sure everybody catches that and figured that out. But I wanted to clarify the bigger thing that I wanted to highlight is two battery packs are ideal when you get yes. started. Now, if you've only got one tool and it comes with the battery, you know, you, you can get by. I don't know that I'd advise going out and buying a separate battery, which you can do, yeah. and that would give you two. I'd recommend getting a second tool that has, has a, battery a battery pack. And the reason I mention that is because there is this part of me that really loves to save money. It's a huge part. There's not a lot of me. <laughs> Most of it is inclined towards saving money. I see. And so when you see these items, they will sell them without batteries, and you save a lot. Because the batteries aren't cheap. And so right. there is this something inside of me that says, just buy it without the battery. You've already got one You're at home. saving money. Don't do that for the first couple. Get both of them with the battery. Splurge for that so you've got two battery packs. Yeah. And that way, as you're working, you've always, you've got, always a backup. got one charged. When I went to the blower and added that to my lineup, mm -hmm. my roster, I bought that one without the battery. Save some money. Kind of wish I'd still bought the battery for that one, too. <laughs> But anyway, for sure, make sure you've got a couple backups. That's going to help you a lot. Definitely. All right. Let's get to mosquitoes because you've got all kinds of stuff to say. And of now course. you've got less time to say it in. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, no, we've just been reading a lot of articles that recommend plants as a way to repel mosquitoes. Well, in fact, that was going to be this segment. Right. Plants that repel. Because we see these and it seems like an amazing fix if it were true. And so we started digging into it a little bit. And most articles that are recommending plants will tell you that these work for the reason of having a large scent that, you know, masks your scent mm -hmm. in the yard or that the oils in them repel the mosquitoes, which is not necessarily untrue. Things like lavender, rosemary, marigold, lemongrass and citronella all have oils in them that do, in fact, repel mosquitoes. However, <laughs> there's a big however coming. They're not necessarily super potent when the plant is alive and in your yard. Right. And that's the idea. If we put these in our yard and yeah. spread them around article after article, you know, just plant your you garden full of mint and you've created a wall that mosquitoes yes. won't come through. And you're that's not creating a zone. Not really how it works. Like you're saying they contain oils and stuff like that. But yeah. until you're breaking the leaves, mm -hmm. that's when they're most effective. Exactly. Or burning them. Unless you're burning down your yard on a consistent basis, it's probably not going not to get purpose. any of the mosquitoes away. <laughs> so I think it's a good thing to know because if you're going to a landscaping place to buy all of these plants with the idea that you're creating this mosquito-free habitat, that's not necessarily the case. Well, I literally, when we started talking about this, the first few articles I found, that's what they suggested. And I had great big plans yeah. for creating all these potted plant areas with, you know, like I think mint was where I was going right. to go. And I thought, I'm going to surround my deck and I'll be fine. And then we dug into it and that's not going to function exactly as I thought yeah. it was going to function. And I don't think that you have to avoid buying these plants by all means. Fill your garden Spend with plants. Spend other people's that... money, Because <laughs> they're going to help a little they bit, right? Help. 
these plants are not going to invite mosquitoes to make a habitat in them because mosquitoes like wet, shady areas. And if the plants that are creating shade in your yard are ones that repel them when they're close up, then they're not creating a good habitat, but they're not necessarily repelling them from you. Right. It's just important to have a firm understanding on how it really works. Yes. And using them in combination, right? Because there's a lot of other things that we can do to help create like a full system. (laughs) And I think that's the key to all of this is that there is no one shot fix for mosquitoes. You know, there's all kinds of different things you can do. And it's a matter of using this combination of things to get there. So let's talk about that. And I think we we start with the essential oils or the natural oils that are in the plants. Right. We can buy them in other formats and use them for like repellent. Exactly. My mom makes a repellent every year uh, and that's all I use. It works great. So you can make your own. There's a lot of recipes out there. Um, Some of the ingredients are going to be witch hazel, uh, vodka's in there as a preservative, lemon eucalyptus essential oil, lavender oil, cedarwood essential oil, and you're going to need a spray bottle. But we'll post the recipe in the show notes. I think it works really well. Now, you said you've used this year after year. You've said you have sensitive skin. Yes, and, you and haven't I had haven't had any, had any issues. And you have allergies and all kinds of I stuff like that. Do. Now, is that something <laughs> we need to pay attention to? Yeah, I think it's always recommended to test this stuff on a small patch of skin to start with, because if you did have a reaction, you don't want it everywhere. Probably not on your forehead or right. something like that. That's probably the <laughs> dumbest place to test it. But you'll know right away. Yeah. Um, no, but that is a good recommendation. You should always test the stuff on a small patch of skin before just deciding this is the perfect thing for you. Well, that's good with a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, how many times haven't we recommended, well, this this cleaner should clean that spot off the wall. And, Let's but put it everywhere. Don't, yeah, <laughs> test it in an out-of-the-way spot first or a color from the basement. I think this right. touch-up paint is yes. exactly right. Test it somewhere out of sight. Just in case it's not. Same thing with this essential oil stuff. Exactly. As you're working on a repellent. So that's one thing to do. But we're talking about a combination here of all kinds of things that we can do. And I think the next one is managing the water yeah, in the yard. Yeah, it's honestly probably the most important, right? Because this is how mosquitoes are breeding. Well, how much water? You mentioned in the course of this conversation, how much water do, do they need? A teaspoon. A teaspoon will give us what? Um, Eggs. How many? Do you know? I don't know how many they lay at one time. I shouldn't have asked that question, should I? No. Let's say a bunch. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So a a teaspoon, you've got a bunch of mosquitoes there. Yeah. Right? I mean, potentially. Only thing worse than a mosquito is a mosquito making more mosquitoes. Right, exactly. (laughs) So a little bit of water, but but the, the bigger point there is a teaspoon of water. Now, this was kind of fun because when we were doing the. Ego testing. The testing, yeah, yeah. For the last segment, we were walking around my yard and we got everything put away. And I said, let's walk around and see if we can find water problems Mm -hmm. where the mosquitoes might be collecting. And I thought I was pretty good because I've known this and I've tried to be careful. And we found a bunch of places on my yard yet. Because you had tarps covering up, you know, wood piles. Yep. There was, that was probably the biggest problem. There was a lot of standing water inside the tarps. Tarp was my Achilles heel. It was. And I didn't notice it until I started looking in all the folds and stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. once I saw the tarp, I knew you were going to see the tarp. (laughs) So I thought, I'm going to point it out before you can. And yeah, sure enough, all kinds of water there. I know in previous years, I had like a little garbage can out there that I think in wintertime, the lid had blown off. Behind my little barn out in the back. Yep. And the lid kind of was buried behind a bunch of weeds that grew up. 
perfect and little pool for them. Right. I bet you there were six, seven gallons of water. Oh, my god! If a whole bunch show up in a teaspoon, yeah. like a mega bunch show up in you would have six had a gallons. I had a problem. <laughs> so get the water out. Look at everything. Look at watering cans, things like that that just right. sit out. Exactly. Kids' toys. I mean, those things will collect water. It's just one more reason to put them away when you're done, right? We always try to do that, but this is... An extra incentive, I would right? say. Gutters, bird baths, potted plants, all of those things. Make sure you're checking those things out. What's next? What other things can we do? Managing the landscape. So we manage the water, but also the landscape is holding water too. So keeping your grass short is going to give them less habitat to exist in. Trimming back the trees with your new eco trimmer, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just giving them less of that shady, damp habitat that they're going to be attracted to. Now, cedar wood chips are said to repel. Yeah. And again, I think this is another one of those things. Don't use this exclusively as your only method, but in combination with other things, it's going to start to be effective. Right. Just putting cedar chips down isn't going to create a zone any more than planting the mint is going to. But in combination with everything, that can help. Another big thing is just encouraging natural predators you know, yeah. we've got those spruce trees that we talked about trimming mm-hmm. in the last segment. I've got five of them that line one end of the yard, and they are filled with sparrows, literally filled. I mean, the noise coming off of that. Oh Nobody sleeps in at my house with the oh window open. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Tessa said that the other day. She said, Dad, I love birds, but I hate them in the morning. Because, Built an alarm clock. Yeah, she's awake way earlier <laughs> than she wants to be. But they definitely clean out the mosquitoes. And again, right. this is another one of those things to remember. It's all in combination. Just having the They're birds on the They're not going to catch every mosquito. Right. Yeah. They're going to eat a small percentage, but that with the cedar chips, with making sure the water's gone, which is the biggest thing. Having some plants trim back, having plants that repel them, all of these things together. One last tip that's really going to help a lot is disturbing the air around you outside. With Getting a, a fan. fan out there. I mean, I guess you could just wave your arms around. Yes, and... <laughs> there's any number of methods of disturbing the air around you outside. But a, a fan, fan is probably the most efficient. And socially acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but that will, yeah, they don't like the moving air. They're little, little guys. Yeah, right? they're not going to fight that big wave of air. Yeah, that will definitely help reduce them on the deck if you're trying to enjoy some time outside. And then bring in some of these other elements that we talked about. Most importantly... Get the water off the yard. Yes. If you're only going to do one of these things, that's the one to do. Definitely the most important. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to give away the paint that we tried to give away last week. (laughs) That's all coming up just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, we have paint to give away, but as is our want, we're going to do that at the end of the show. Yeah. Because if we gave it away now... You would just stop listening, right? No, they wouldn't. They're true (laughs) believers out there, but yeah, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. At the end, we'll tell you how you can win two free gallons, any Repcolite or Benjamin Moore product, paint, stain, a deck product, whatever you need. You'll be able to even get it today Yeah. if you want to jump into something. Perfect timing with the weekend, beautiful weather. We'll tell you how you can do that at the end. But right now, let's get to the topic that we want to end on, and it's fences. And I guess in order to get to that and to set it up, the idea that, you know, it's something that I ran into when I was, I put my house on the market years back. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was in relatively good shape. You know, everything was really ready to go. 
And then I read an article somewhere that said we should walk around the house as if we're buying it. Right. Not as if we live there, but as if we're looking at it to buy. And I thought that's ridiculous, but I'll try it. And I could not believe the laundry list of things that I would want fixed before I bought that place. It's like we become house blind to our own spaces. Yeah, we don't (laughs) notice these things. And so last week we started a segment. We called it Here Comes the Judge. I don't necessarily feel comfortable with that because it... I feel like it's setting me up as this judge. judge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I meant. But what I what I did was I, I've been walking all over the place and I'm noticing things that should be fixed that I'm assuming the homeowners are blind to. They become house blind. Yes. So I'm trying to help everybody by pointing all these things out. Yes, you're out. trying to be very helpful. And really, what host would you be if you didn't walk around for inspiration for a home improvement show? Right, and and what good would I do if I didn't yeah. point it out on the radio exactly. and make everybody aware? So fences, that's what I really noticed this week. And one in particular really drove the point home to me. And I was walking, and there's a, a fence between two houses. So they shared this fence. Mm-hmm. And as I'm approaching it, one side of it, it was pressure treated and it had been left to gray. Yeah. And it looked so totally relatively bad. Yeah, you know, quite splotchy, a lot mm-hmm. of black areas. It it looked like the wood was falling apart. That was the impression I got. Yeah, it just starts to look decrepit. Right. Now, so I noticed that and I thought, ooh, you know, here's something to talk about how stain might help a fence like this. Mm-hmm. And I get to the other side and turn around and come back. And I realized that the other side of that exact same fence is stained with a solid color stain and it looks amazing. I took Brand a picture new. and showed Haley. It didn't look like the same fence at all. No. And it had a completely different feeling than the other house too. I right. mean, that I... other fence gave the feeling that the yard wasn't maintained overall. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of cast a shadow on the whole space where the other one, I mean, it looked honestly so well maintained. It looked like a new fence. The big problem with stuff like that is, yeah, a fence can really detract from the exterior. Mm -hmm. But what happens when these little things start piling up is we start to feel a little down on the entire home. That's how I respond. And it starts to feel like it's too big to climb out of. And so I let the next thing go. Yeah. And then the next thing go. And then it really does become harder to climb out of. Well, I think there's a number of reasons that we leave them unstained or unsealed. The first being that some people like the grade weather look. Totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Kind of the beachy vibe. Second, some people think that there's really no reason to stain woods like cedar or pressure-treated pine. Cedar, for example, is naturally rot and bug resistant, and pressure-treated pine is treated specifically to resist rot. Right. And a third reason, I think, is that some of us just don't want the work. Right. I think that's a big part of it all. <laughs> now, yes. a couple thoughts with all of those. Stains and sealers provide a number of benefits on a wood fence. And first, and probably most obviously, they can help maintain a consistent color over time. You know, woods don't often weather in gray evenly. You know, yeah, so we have the idea that they're going to look right. nice and silvery. Well, and we've seen those. And cedar, in fact, will generally gray to a kind of a silvery look. But pressure-treated pine usually gets quite splotchy and it can be uneven. A stain or a sealer is going to help minimize that and keep the color looking consistent. Well, and stains and sealers help increase the longevity of our fences, too. It's not just aesthetic reasons that we're talking about. Cedar, for example, naturally bug and rot resistant, like I said, but exposure to sun can dry out the natural oils that protect it, and in the end, it leaves it susceptible to both of those concerns. Right. Pressure-treated lumber also. Sure, it's rot-resistant, bug-resistant, but it still absorbs water, and that can end up leading to swelling, warping, cracking, all of those things. A sealer or a stain 
is going to help minimize that and make the wood last a lot longer. Yeah, that way you don't have a fence falling over eventually. <laughs> right, or cracking <laughs> apart or just looking terrible. Exactly. So let's say you're interested in jumping into the process and, and getting your fence sealed or stained. How do you pick a product amongst all of the products out there? Well, I think it depends on the look that you're going for. Personally, I like the white picket fence look, mm-hmm. but we have the idea that that's paint that we're putting on the right, fence. Right, a paint and primer system. Yeah. Not actually the case. Uh, Paint is going to peel off a lot faster than other painted surfaces on a fence because it's got moisture wicking up from the bottoms and that moisture is being pushed out. The paint peels and flakes off and now it's a mess when we try to repaint. Right. So if you want that look, you want it to look like paint, you want a color out there, but you don't want to deal with all that flaking and peeling nonsense you go with a solid color stain. You're going to get that same look of a flat paint. You can get any color you want, but it's lower in viscosity than a paint, which means it's going to penetrate more deeply into the wood. And when it does fail, it's really going to just fade out. Yeah, so there's it's not very peel. Right, very little risk of peeling or all of those things if you apply it correctly. It's a great choice if you want a solid color on the wood or if the wood is really great and blotchy and you just can't clean it evenly. Another option is a semi-transparent stain. Repcolite's Woodmaster is another perfect choice, and it's going to allow more of the wood grain to show through. So it's kind of a natural look, but you're still able to tint it to any color. Right, but you are going to see wood grain through it. So it's a great choice if the wood is already even in color. If you're unable to clean it and remove all of the blotchy appearance, that's going to still show through a semi-transparent stain or a translucent wood protector, which is the next option. And that's going to be the most natural look overall. You're really just highlighting a natural wood tone at that point. Right. So that looks great if you've got new wood or if you're able to get the wood really cleaned and you want it to look as natural as possible. But as we mentioned, if you can't get it cleaned well enough, it's really going to detract from the look of this and you might need to go to a solid color. Whatever you've got out there, you know, we can't go through all of it on the air here because we still have to give stuff away. But whatever your project is, stop out at any Repcolite or Port City Paint Store, take pictures, bring all of that in. We'll walk you through everything you need to know to get ready for a project like this. We'll recommend the right products, all of that. Now, Haley, let's give away some product. And let's give it away to the 14th and 26th. 14th and 26th person. All you need to do is email us at radio at repcolite.com. The 14th email and the 26th email yep. will be the Win winners. Any Benjamin Moore or Repcolite paint, two gallons. Yeah. Paint, stain. Yeah, you can do whatever your Whatever you need. Whatever you want to do. You'll find out today if you won. 14th, 26th person, radio at repcolite.com. All right, that's all the time we got. If you want to find this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Or subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. Exactly. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.